We're not asking you to multitask. We're asking you to intelligently stack your hacks so that you don't have this laundry list of all these things you have to do for your health. Hey there, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Renee, a certified nutritional consultant with a master's degree in nutrition. What's up? And I'm Lauren, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and Czech movement specialist. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. Our mission is to provide actionable steps so you can optimize your health, strengthen your intuition, and support your body's natural healing abilities. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 120 of the Biohacker Babes podcast. My name is Renee, tuning in from Las Vegas today, along with my partner in crime and sister, Lauren. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm Lauren. I am recording from Florida today. Not sunny Florida, cloudy Florida, but Florida Ew. nonetheless. <laughs> That's yeah. surprising. Yeah. It's funny. We were just saying yesterday how it seems like you're always tuning in from a different place. And even though I travel a lot, I'm always in Vegas. I um, know. If you <laughs> if you look at Renee's Instagram, you think she was always on the go, which you are. You do travel a lot, but somehow... I'm the one that's the traveling, the podcast. Yes. So I was thinking of a new jingle for you. Where in the world is Lauren Sambatero? Oh, it like jingles <laughs> perfectly. It does. It okay. does. I love it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Enough of me being weird for the day. Okay. So today. So cute. <laughs> today, it's just the babes, just the two of us chatting away today. We have a super fun topic. We are talking about biohacking for the busy human. So not just busy professional, we're talking to all the humans today. We know that (laughs) everyone is tight on time. Welcome to 2021. We're all scrambling to find any extra minute in the day that we possibly can. So the big question is, how do we fit biohacking into that? And, you know, some of the negativity around the word biohacking is people feel like it's a cheap system or it's a band-aid to get like a quick fix, but we don't look at it as... A, a, a cheat system, really. So we think it's more, it's a way of making your time more efficient. So you're incorporating these biohacking tools into a healthy lifestyle, right? You're already doing all the foundational stuff. You're eating while you're sleeping, while you're, you're staying active, but adding in these biohacking tools, you're going to be more efficient with your time. And therefore you're going to see results quicker. So we're going to get through some free biohacks, some maybe fancy gadgets. We're going to talk about stacking our biohacks. So how you can really be efficient with, by, by using maybe two, three, four biohacks at one time. So our goal for this episode is just to make sure you're getting the most out of your biohacks, or as Lauren says, the most bang for your biohacks, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, we love biohacking so much to the extent that, you know, if we're at a conference for a weekend, or if you give us the time and space, I could biohack for the entire weekend because I just really enjoy experimenting and seeing what I could, you know, what benefits I can reap from it. But we know that's not practical. And what we want to bring to you is practical tools to put into your lifestyle. We're also busy and we don't always have that time to just biohack all day long and you shouldn't have to. So we want to make sure that that biohacking is not just marketed to the busy professional because a lot of these devices still are being marketed as such. And you know what? We have a lot of mom listeners. Uh, and so for our mommies that have kids and husbands to take care of and, and things around the house and jobs, you know, we need to make sure that you can get your bio biohacking in too. So there's ways to make that more efficient time-wise. And also we're going to talk about what you should and should not stack together. And then our, our favorites. Oh yeah. I love what you said about like, you could spend a whole weekend biohacking. I think for us biohacking, it it is kind of a hobby. Like it is fun for me. Like I would love to go to upgrade labs for the day and just play with all the toys all day long. But on the other end of the spectrum, it's like, how do we get the most out of our time with these amazing Mm -hmm. hacks. Yeah. We're really trying to solve a problem here. The problem is a lot of us 
don't have a ton of time. And I think the second thing is we're not always sure when to use our biohacks or what the best use of them is. So the solution here, and that's the lens for the podcast, is what can we stack and how do you meet, make each one of them more efficient so you're really just getting the best use out of your time? All right. Why don't we start with some basic free biohacks that we can put together? You and I love doing this one. So we're going to call this the category of just getting outdoors. So a couple of things you can do here when you're outside. Walk. We know walking is amazing for reducing blood sugar, fat burning, circulation. It's a good recovery activity. It's also really important for overall health and longevity. So for those of us that are interested in the anti-aging aspect, walking is so, so great. So go outside and walk. You're going to also get out in the sunshine. So you're getting all of this beautiful light signaling to your brain, and that's going to help to reset your circadian rhythm. And if you do this earlier in the day, it helps to set your cortisol up for the day. So timing is really helpful there too, but get outside anytime you can. You're also going to get vitamin D from the sunshine. We all need vitamin D. And it's unfortunately uh, almost that time of year. We're going to start losing that vitamin D window, but we're going to need to supplement. (laughs) So get outside while you can and get that real vitamin D from the sunshine. You're also getting fresh air. We know indoor air pollution is just totally out of control right now. We spend way, way too much time inside, especially with the pandemic. Get outside, breathe that fresh air, especially this time of year. It's so beautiful and crisp. Love it so much. And then grounding or earthing, this is something you could throw into your walk, depending on where you live. If you can get your feet in the sand, in the water, in the grass, in the dirt, anything that is like truly mother earth, get your feet in there, take your shoes off. You're going to get all the negative ions and mood boosting benefits from that. And then movement, right? We know just staying active all day long is so important. So that's just like another stack on top of that. And then Do not bring your phone if you can escape for a little bit, because that is going to also be a mental break. Doesn't it feel so good to just like leave your phone at home for 20 minutes and go for a walk? Like, yeah, if I've checked all my emails. (laughs) Listen, we're not saying you can't bring your phone on your walk, but if we're going to optimize these things and stack them all together, if you really want to get your best bang for your biohack, leave it at home. Hard to do. Hard to do. If you can, though, it it's a little exciting to know no one can get a hold of you for 20 minutes. I know not everyone has. <laughs> kind of like when I, quote unquote, lost my phone two weeks ago, I didn't have a phone for 48 hours. And it was actually a very strange feeling that no one could contact me. Yeah, Some I didn't like that. I didn't like that very much. <laughs> yeah. But freeing nonetheless, I'm yeah. sure. I tried to see the bright side in all of it, but... So I just have a few things to add to that. Renee, you mentioned timing. Timing is a big one here because we know, of course, with vitamin D exposure, that has to be a certain time of the day earlier. If you use your D Minder app until we switch over, (laughs) at least if you're above the 37th parallel, until we switch over to that time, you can still get vitamin D, but it has to be earlier in the day. But also in regards to circadian rhythm, we learned this from our friend, Molly McLaughlin, who was on the podcast, Sleep is a Skill. If you really want to get that circadian rhythm optimization, it has to be early in the morning or just generally earlier in the day. So if you're waiting to take that outdoor nature break later in the afternoon for 5 p.m., you're not going to get the same bang for your buck from the sunshine circadian rhythm reset. So the earlier you can do this, the better. It's also just a wonderful way to wake up, to get sunshine in your eyes, put your feet in the grass. And if your feet are in the grass, you might as well move around. So rather than just standing in the grass, split your feet a little bit wider, move your hips from side to side, do a few body weight squats, some jumping jacks. The possibilities are pretty endless here, but if you're already grounding, you might as well stack it with some movement and it doesn't have to be specific. Just move your body in any way. And also in regards to the grounding, so I'm visiting Jeremy on tour in Florida and we're staying in this high rise building that is very new. It's very modern. It's really beautiful. There's neon signs everywhere and have this not on the actual rooftop, but there is a mid rooftop with massive pool, hot tub areas, and there's all this fake grass everywhere. So it it looks really awesome. And we were standing on the grass today and he was like, does this count as grounding? I was like, oh man, no, because 
even if it was real grass, we're standing on the top of a building on top of Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and all kinds of bad energies. You know what I mean? Like, like Renee said, you have to be in touch with mother earth. It has to be the actual earth. So if you find a a patch of grass, real grass or not, unless you are actually on the ground, it doesn't count. Good point. Yeah. (laughs) So you're saying my rooftop with the turf doesn't count either. (laughs) No, but you get the sunshine up there and you can get some movement and you get your circadian rhythm reset. So we're just giving you the ideal scenario. If you want to get all of those things, one, two, three, four, five, six, exercise, circadian rhythm, vitamin D, fresh air grounding. Is that six? That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) I would say, see where you're starting and maybe you start with two and then you go to three and then four and just keep adding them on, you know, take your current morning routine and see how you can tweak it a little bit. Like if you're, you're already having your, you're waking up and having coffee and watching the news in the morning, take your coffee outside and get the sunshine. All right. You checked off one extra thing, right? Just keep adding more and more as you go. Yeah. Or if you really want to watch the news, you could mm-hmm. stand in front of your TV and do some mobility. Listen, this is really an opportunity for some creative input. We encourage you to be creative. See what else you can do. We're not asking you yeah. to multitask. We're asking you to intelligently stack your hacks so that you don't have this laundry list of all these things you have to do for your health. First of all, you don't have to do any of them. But if you're trying to optimize you can do a few of them at a time and some of them really are going to multiply in effects. Yeah. Maybe share on Instagram how many biohacks you can do in the morning. I would <laughs> love to see. I would love to see how creative people can get. All right, yeah. that's your homework. Cool. It's a good challenge. All right. Number two. Oh, I was going to jump in, but this is yours. The super nap, Renee. This is your specialty. This is my favorite. It's like the supercharged nap. I am a napper anyways, but... I love the idea that I can do a 30 minute nap and potentially get the benefits of like a two hour nap because most people don't have time to do a two hour nap in the afternoon. It's not really practical. And plus sometimes you wake up a little bit groggy. So I say 30 minutes, and this is how we're going to supercharge it. I have a couple of different categories. Number one, some kind of PEMF mat or therapy. Lauren, you use the amp coil, something like that, just to get like an overall good frequency going in the body. Personally, I use a PMF mat that uses heart rate variability testing within it. So it's testing my HRV and then it's deciding what frequencies I need. So it's really great, like instant feedback. So that's kind of like step one. Step two, add something like the brain tap, which we talk about all the time on the show. We had Dr. Patrick Porter who invented the brain tap on the show a couple months ago. Um, Muse headband. That's the little headband you wear when you meditate and it sends you signals like lightning bolts, thunderstorms versus birds chirping to help guide your brain into that meditative state. Uh, we also had Ariel on the show to talk about Muse. Lucky us. We've had all these amazing people on or the new calm device. We haven't talked about this one too much, but it, uh, it does a similar thing, right? We're just trying to bring down the sympathetic state in the body, get your brain to calm down and relax for a little bit. The next category, I would say something like the happy, which is using magnetic frequencies or the Apollo, which is using vibrational frequencies. One of those I would pick again, it's doing the same thing, putting your body into that relaxation state. And before I go to the final one, I would say I tiered these because you really only want to do one from each. It's even questionable whether using all of those at the same time is good. Right, Lauren, we were talking about yeah, this. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Like, do you really want to just keep putting more and more devices on? Yeah. Like, which, think, of, which of these would you potentially put together? So, for me, I will use the PMF, the Brain Tap, and the Apollo all at once. I do them all at once. But the caveat here is like I said, my PEMF mat, because it's using biofeedback, I assume it's taking into consideration that my brain is getting all these inputs from the devices and it's knowing what to emit back out. It's not just like pulsing out these frequencies haphazardly. Mm -hmm. And you really notice a difference using three versus two? Like, have you played with that? No, I mean, I still think the brain tap is the number one. Like if I had to only pick one, I would still go with the brain tap. Okay, that's what I was wondering. You're not like the more, the better. No, no. And I would never, and three is definitely the absolute max on that one. Yeah. 
I just feel like you're going to turn into a robot and explode. Or maybe you're going to be super alien mode. I don't have the happy or the Apollo. I do have the brain tap. And I have to say, I have never been a napper because I'm a dolphin. So I already get less sleep at night. And so if I take a nap during the day, it reduces my sleep pressure. I would say that is a disclaimer for anyone that doesn't sleep well. It's potentially that you're just reducing your sleep pressure too much and then you can't sleep at night. So I've always kind of avoided naps because one, I didn't feel like I was good at them. Two, I felt like it affected my nighttime sleep. But I have to say brain tap is the one device that I find is really successful at winding me down and like shutting off my brain, no matter what time of day it is really, really works. I mean, I like the muse. I used to use that as well, but brain tap is next level muse. I would be on there and it still would be my brain would be like, okay, how much longer, how much longer, how much longer, <laughs> where brain are the taps? birds, where are the birds? Yeah. Brain tap. I'm out totally out. And I think, and if you don't feel like you have time to be out, like Literally right before we recorded this podcast, we had a 15 minute break and I was like, I'm going to do brain tap real quick. I did the 15 minute brain activation track. So it's not putting me into like that theta or Delta state. It's somewhat activating, but I'm still able to check out a little bit, but it's not a full mm-hmm. nap. And I still feel great after. That's awesome. Yeah. Brain tap's awesome. <laughs> and then for those of you that don't have any of these devices, because we always want to offer a free option, I would say if you need a nap in the middle of the day, 22 to 25 minutes is like the NASA time. That's what they've proven you need to kind of shut down and get a, a reboot without making yourself tired. I would go for more of like a sensory deprivation. So one, turn off your phone, leave it in the other room, find a cooler room, make it dark in there. Use an eye mask if you can. Make sure that you're not going to have to pee in the middle. Just remove all of the extra inputs and using brain FM or any kind of binaural beats using headphones. So you so you can get that brain entrainment to calm the nervous system. And so you're not distracted or thinking for those of you that are like, I can't meditate. Binaural beats, Brain FM is just one way to get that in a free way. Cold, dark, eye mask, leave your phone in the other room. And also, if you can get outside, if it's nice and you could just lay on the grass somewhere, that's your natural PEMF mat. Much cheaper than buying the PEMF. Lay on the grass. Yes. There you go. That's great. I love all the free hacks. And then caffeine, if if used appropriately... Yeah. The good old yeah. coffee nap. I love a good coffee nap. Yeah. So explain. What you, <laughs> so what you do is you have whatever dose of caffeine that you is good for you. I don't know, like half a cup of coffee or a shot of espresso, whatever. You have that literally right before you lay down because on average, it takes about 20 minutes for it to kick in, depending on how fast or slow of a metabolizer you are. But the timing usually works out pretty well that right as you're nap, wrapping up, as you're napping up your nap, <laughs> as you're <laughs> wrapping up your nap, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'll kick in and then you're, and then you don't have any of that post-nap grogginess. Yeah. The sleeping beauty arises. You're good to go. Yeah. But just don't do it after like 2 PM. Be careful of that. Yes. For your, uh, the four poor metabolizers of caffeine, like myself, definitely avoid that after 2 PM, actually really for 12 PM, I would say for me. Yeah. All right. Recovery. So we can recover from a lot of things, but we'll kick off with some physical recovery. So trying to recover from a workout, any sore muscles, red light therapy is always top of our list. We know red light is something that we get from the sun. It's a really powerful part of the light spectrum that increases circulation and can kick up the the body's inflammatory response, which is a natural healing response in the body. And we need it. So red light, you can sit in front of your red light and then do some other things like your hyper ice foam roller or your hyper volt or Theragon massage gun. If you don't have a massage gun, I have this amazing orange spiky roller that I got from target for $20, 10 years ago, still have it still my favorite toy of all time. The cheapest toy of all time. That's amazing. So sitting in front of the red light and doing some massage work, I mean, you also could just grab like a lacrosse ball, any kind of um, ball that you could use for like trigger point or massage. Adding that in front of the red light is awesome. Rather than separating the two, because you would probably spend 
12 minutes on the red light and who knows how much time you're going to spend with massage gun or roller. So I love to put those two together. Yeah. Yeah. Another option in front of the red light. So more of a nervous system or brain reboot, you could do some meditation or breath work. So I love stacking meditation and or breath work with other things because a lot of us feel like we're not good at it and no, you're not supposed to be good at it. You're just supposed to commit to it and congratulate yourself when you catch yourself and then you come back to your breath. But I find that stacking it can increase our, uh, I don't want to say competency, but increase our feelings of success around these activities. Red light is really calming to the nervous system. So I love to sit in front of the red light and do my slow, deep breathing, get my meditation in. 12 minutes is sort of like the prescribed amount of time in front of the red light. Meditation, you want to probably spend at least that amount of time, maybe up to 20 minutes. So you can continue doing the red light. But I find stacking them helps calm the nervous system, helps you come back to your breath a little bit more. And then you've done both. How nice is that? Yeah. Because I think it's tricky with the red light, depending on where on your body you're using it, you probably want to have your eyes closed. And I think some Mm -hmm. people are like, well, now what do I do? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Perfect time to (laughs) focus on your breath. Mm -hmm. Love Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I love putting on my face. I mean, you can put your red light anywhere on your body. Yeah. You could meditate with the red light on your back. I like it on my face because it feels like I'm sitting in the sunshine. And that is one of my favorite feelings in the world. Just sun on my face. So I find that really helps me to drop in. Great. And one final recovery hack is any cold exposure. So of course we can go fancy with like a cryotherapy machine or even like a cold plunge, like the Morasco Forge, something like that. But even just a cold shower is amazing. Definitely go back and listen to our episode all about cold exposure, where we share more tips on that. But really easy way to do this is finish your normal shower because I'm going to assume that you're taking a shower every once in a while. (laughs) Finish it with cold. Even just 30 seconds to start, work up to three minutes, right? You're already in there. You're already wet. Just go ahead and finish it up with a cold shower, and then you're going to get a lot of extra recovery benefits for the day. Yeah, we can't all uh, afford a fancy cold plunge. I certainly can't afford a Morasco Forge. It's insanely expensive. And also just having any kind of cold plunge or cold tub is a lot of maintenance and a lot of work and time to fill it up, keep it cold, keep it clean. You have a shower. And what the body appreciates more than anything else is consistency rather than just one really good exposure. So if the shower, you you guys have heard us talk about this. If you can do a shower consistently, it's much better to get 30 seconds a day than to like work your way up to the really, really triggering and traumatic (laughs) Morazco. I'm not saying you should do it, but it's not for everybody. Absolutely. (laughs) Brene's like, ah, victim. (laughs) <laughs> victim. It was very traumatic. No, I'm just kidding. You did it though. You did it. Okay. I listen, it. if, if Renee Fells can do Morasco Forge for 45 seconds, all anyone can. Anyone can. Cold showers, like nothing now. Easy peasy. Oh, see, it's all perspective. So let's line up. I'll dunk you in a cold plunge and then the cold shower is just not going to be that bad. <laughs> It's all relative. It's there like the go. carnival dunk. Remember that at the carnival, you'd sit on the plank and then- Oh my gosh. You you didn't know when you would drop in. Was that water cold? It wasn't warm. The original cold plunge. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Listen, it's all relative. I think we should have that at the next biohacking conference. Yes. That would be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> awesome. Um, and I, I want to throw in one more recovery thing. It's not really a stack, but just sleeping. And we're going to talk more about sleep in a little bit, but sleeping is free and it's when your body does what it's supposed to do and recover and rejuvenate. So again, prioritize sleep for faster recovery. Yes. And so many people don't do it. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the people that still think that they can get away with less, less than, or just going to bed late. All right. And we'll talk about how to biohack your sleep in a second. Yeah, of course. Detox. So lots of ways to detox. If you have an infrared sauna, that is probably top of the list. And when you're in the infrared sauna, there's some other things that you can do. So I like cold. We know Renee likes hot. I don't love to sweat. And so I need these stacks in the sauna to help get me through. 
So this is another place where I love to do meditation or breath work. I've noticed in the infrared sauna, my heart rate rises pretty quickly, which is a little bit of a stress response, which is kind of the point, a hormetic stressor, but I get a little agitated. And so the way to, to calm that down and keep me in the infrared sauna for the prescribed amount of time is to do my meditation, do my breath work, calm my breath, calm my nervous system. And then we love to add some supplements into that just to really kickstart the detoxification process. Adding niacin will increase your detoxification and then taking charcoal, which is essentially a binder to eliminate those toxins out of your body. You're going to get more bang from your sauna. Yeah. I love doing the charcoal before my sauna. And then after I'll get out and I'll do my quinton minerals, usually hypertonic more than the isotonic. Um, it's definitely a good combo. And another hack for the sauna, if you want to be in there less time, try and warm up your body a little bit before you get in. So even just like 10 minutes of jumping jacks or some burpees, jumping squats, something, if you get into the sauna, like freezing cold, you're going to be in there for like an hour before you sweat. So try and get your body moving before you get in there. And if you don't have a sauna, you don't have access to a sauna, the higher dose sauna blanket, I think is a great hack for that. (laughs) They've changed it a little bit. It's supposed to be a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't have a lot of space at home and you want a way to get that infrared heat and sweat at home, I think the infrared sauna, or I'm sorry, the higher dose blanket is a good option. Yeah. We also could go totally old school on this. If you are not going to purchase either of those, do some movement, turn on your shower, let the steam build up and don't sit under the water, but sit, you know, on the other side of the shower or the tub until you get hot enough that you start to perspire. We basically just want to kick up that sweat because that is the toxins leaving your body and definitely doing the movement before some jumping jacks or just your workout. And then you can get in get in and sweat a little bit after, but only if you have a filter on your shower water demands, demands, don't, don't inhale it. Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. That's an easy one though. Uh, you can get a, a very awesome shower filter on Amazon for $30. So if you don't already have one, there you go. Invest today. (laughs) All right. So that's how we're going to sweat it out get the detox pathways working. Hey, biohackers, Renee here. Just a brief interruption in today's episode to tell you about one of our favorite ways to analyze our genes. Self-Decode is a personalized health report service, which enables users to obtain detailed information and reports based on their genome. This allows us to review different genetic variants that may predispose us to certain health conditions. Self-Decode does a great job breaking down different concerns into what they call wellness reports, such as nutrition, autoimmune conditions, weight loss, mood support, sleep support, exercise, and more. It not only gives you a breakdown of your genetics, but it also gives you personalized nutrition and lifestyle recommendations for you to follow. So it makes this somewhat overwhelming topic very tangible. For example, I've learned that I need to keep my daily calories from saturated fat to less than 7%. So back when I was eating a ton of butter and coconut oil and bacon, which are all great healthy foods, I was actually working against my genes, but someone else might do great on a high saturated fat diet. So unless you test, you'll never know. So we highly recommend self-decode to really take a deep dive into what could set you up for a great personalized health plan. If you're curious to learn more, head over to selfdecode.com and remember to use code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 10%. We will share this link and discount code in the show notes for today's episode. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, exercise. You do not need to spend an hour at the gym every day unless you want to, and that is your social time and super fun for you. So Mm -hmm. a couple biohacks here. I think this is super, super fun. ARX. So it's using adaptive resistance technology. We had Mike from ARX on the podcast over the summer. Great full body strength training, 10 minutes, you're done. And you only do it, what, maybe twice a week? I mean, if you're really busy. Once a week. Yeah. I guess if you're breaking down body parts, if you're going to just do a push one day, a pull one day, or, you know, just squats one day. Yeah. But you can really target all the major muscle groups pretty fast. And yeah, you definitely want to be checking your recovery scores because- you'll see it takes three, four days sometimes to recover from a workout. 
Unfortunately, ARX is not everywhere yet. I mean, definitely check and see if it's in your area because you can get a membership and just go use the machine. Easy peasy. Yeah. Mike said that one day it's going to be in airports everywhere and I am waiting for that day. We'll see. Just come to Vegas first, please. I'm waiting. Yeah. All right. Um, Carol bike. So this is more cardiovascular fitness. So they say that you're getting like a 45 minute bike ride within 10 minutes. You've probably seen our funny videos online where we're like biking. And then for 10, 20 seconds, whatever, we're going all out, like all out. You can't breathe. You're dying (laughs) because the tiger is chasing you. (laughs) Um, and then you recover and depending on which program you're doing, you know, you have so many intervals within one session, but what's their tagline? It's like, you can work out in a suit or something like all their ads are people in business suits. Yeah. They really advertise to the busy professional, which is how we started this podcast. Anyone can do it, but you don't really sweat because you're getting like a 50 minute cycling workout in 10 minutes. So you're not kicking up that detoxification pathway, but you are getting the cardiovascular effects in a very short period of time. Yeah. And they've shown that with their research as far as cardiovascular fitness. I mean, they've done blood work and uh, VO2 max and things like that. And they're seeing amazing benefits in 10 minutes. So pretty cool. Um, And that's something you could actually have in your house. I think more people have that in their house, um, almost like becoming a Peloton or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, X3 bar. I love the X3 bars. My go-to because I did not want to have a full gym set up in my house. So in last week's podcast, we actually had Dr. John Jaquish on, who is the inventor of the X3 bar. So if you want to dive deeper into the science behind that, check out last week's episode. But again, the X3 bar is similar to ARX in the, in the way that it's a 10-minute workout. You would do maybe four days a week, depending on how quickly you're recovering, all push-pull movements. The science behind it is really cool, what Dr. Jaquish has found out. like He says weightlifting is a waste of time. He doesn't say resistance training is a waste of time. So he has found a way to get like max, max effort with this bar at home in 10 minutes a day. Max gains. Max He's gains. huge. He's huge. He's and huge. I don't think everyone wants to be that big, but I think it's a huge testament to it working. <laughs> I think it definitely works. Yeah. That's all he does. Yeah. Pretty wild. I have to say, I don't love the X3 bar. I don't think that. there's a lot of ease of use, but I like that it is small. It is really portable. I can't imagine only ever doing X3 bar because even if I were to completely buy into the science of weightlifting as a waste of time, I like weightlifting. I think that's a lot of people that exercise. They like running. They like cycling. They like showing up to a group fitness class with their friends, but it's a really, really awesome tool to get in your, your resistance, your strength training gains in a very short window of time. Yeah. I, I will. And I'm the same way. Like I, I, I like the X3 bar cause it's just like efficient and I know I'm getting my max gains, but I still go to orange theory t- two days a week. Cause it's fun for me. I like the music. I like lifting up some weights. I occasionally like running. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music is fun. So yeah, you just, if you really don't have time, that's a good answer for you. Yeah. Or if you're traveling a lot, I'm trying to convince Jeremy to get one because they give him a trunk on the roads and he could easily fit the X3 bar in his trunk where, you know, you're not going to travel to ARX or Carol Blake or maybe he could fit one kettlebell in his trunk, but that's not going to go very far. No, he should get an X3 bar. Yeah. So super portable for any of you that travel and just need something easy that you could take with you. Definitely. And then final tip is really no equipment needed, just staying active throughout the day. We know that regular activity all day long is, can be more beneficial than going to the gym for an hour and just kicking your butt. Every 30 Mm. minutes, set a timer, get up, do some jumping jacks, some burpees, some squats, walk around your house, go up and down the stairs, do something every 30 to 60 minutes. Like I said, set the alarm, do something like that. Lauren, you have something, what do you call it? The reps challenge? The reps challenge. I do this with clients that have a really hard time fitting in a solid workout in their day. If they just have a crazy long work day plus a commute and then they get home late, 
the, my solution for that is to give them a total number of reps for a particular movement pattern in a day. So for example, on Monday would be a squat day. Today, you want to get in 100 squats. And of course, you wouldn't just do one set of 100 squats. You would kind of start at the beginning of the day, maybe keep a little tally or maybe a notepad somewhere. And you just do as many squats as you can in one in one sitting, not actual sitting, in one standing, in one, what's the word? In one squatting. <laughs> in one squatting. In one moment. And then yeah. you can go back to your work. And whenever you get back to it, whenever you have three minutes, you stand up and do more squats. And the goal is to get to a hundred throughout or by the end of the day, essentially. That's so, awesome. Uh, I like that. Example format for the week would be like Monday squats. Tuesday push-ups, Wednesday lunges, whatever. It can be whatever you want, but if it's for someone that's like I really don't have time to work out, I work like crazy. You have 30 seconds to get up and do some squats throughout the day. Yeah. Do some so. lunges on the way to the bathroom between your Zoom calls. Yeah, but I think there just needs to be some structure rather than just you need to move throughout the day. You need to move every hour. Having a very specific goal and structure is the way that you are going to actually get that done and hold yourself accountable. Oh, yeah. I think having a goal and a number is always helpful. Even like people that track their steps, right? Just knowing, okay, I'm going to get 10K a day, like having that number in mind. It's funny, the other night, so my bio strap for the first time ever, I had a sleep score and a recovery score in the nineties. So I was like, I have to get an ac activity score in the nineties. I have to have a triple yeah. 90 day. I have to do it. And so like eight 30 that night, my activity score was like 85. And Ryan's like, do you want to go for a walk? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> You're like, let's and go it, for a run. Yeah. And I, and so we did like three walks around the block and I got my activity score. But if it weren't for that number, I maybe would have been like, nah, I'm okay. I'll just sit on the couch. Like, yeah, numbers motivate. Is really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> All right. I always think of Freddie Kimmel. He always has his step count and he'll check his phone and be like, oh, nope, gotta go, gotta go walk. Gotta go walk. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. I wanna add one more into this category a free hack. Um, hit training would be a free hack for this. That is minimum effective dose. So for those of you that are trying to get in your endurance training, your cardiovascular training, you can do that in a shorter period of time with hit training. You can do that on a bike. You could do that just with your own two legs outside on a staircase, shorten the time. You just want to get an all out effort. So going to your heart rate max, the place that you are breathless, recover bring your heart rate back down to baseline, do it again. You could spend 10 minutes doing that rather than sitting on a bike for 45 minutes, 30 minutes. I'm not saying don't ever do that. If you enjoy doing that, obviously you're probably going to sweat a little bit more if you spend more time doing it. But if you really are limited in time, increase the effort and you can recover later. Yeah. Easy. If you don't have the means to buy a Carol bike, if you can't get to an ARX, X3 bar is actually pretty, pretty reasonable, but we want to just want to offer something that anyone can do any time. There are ways to make it very minimum effective dose, very efficient for your, for your schedule. Yeah, that's great. And I would say the free Tabata app, the timer app is mm -hmm. I think easy for everything you just said. If you wanted to have something that's, you know, 20 seconds on 10 seconds yeah. off. Or yeah. Tabata timer, free app, get it. It's great. I love those timers. The sounds are just so dramatic. <laughs> you have yes. no, no choice but to obey the timer. Yeah. <laughs> like boot camp. It is. All right. Number right. six, sleep. Yes. Yeah, so similar to the nap, I say, let's make it as efficient as possible. I would rather you sleep six hours of amazing, deep, restorative, efficient sleep than to be in bed for 10 hours, tossing and turning and not sleeping well. Right. Mm -hmm. So efficiency is key. Number one with sleep, do not overlook the sleep hygiene stuff. I know you all know it. It's basic, but please remember to do it. So no blue light after sunset, whatever, turn your electronics down, turn the lights down, light some candles, blue blocking glasses, things like that. No caffeine after whatever time is appropriate for you, depending on how fast or slow of a metabolizer you are. 
get your bedroom cool, make your bed comfortable, wear whatever is comfortable, go naked, go flannel, whatever you want to do, but you want to be comfortable so you can sleep. Turn the thermostat down, get a fan going. Um, Chili pad is great or the chili blanket if you want like an extra biohack to make sure your bed's super cold. It's amazing how temperature can impact your sleep. It's, It's dramatic. And then like Lauren, you know, if you're a dolphin sleep chronotype, don't nap during the day. If it's going to decrease your sleep pressure at night, making it harder to fall asleep, we don't want that to happen. So know your sleep chronotype. You know, Lauren and I are huge on sleep trackers to really learn as much as possible about your sleep. So whether that's an aura ring or a bio strap or the muse headband, whatever you want to do, start biohacking and explore your sleep and see what makes it better and what makes it worse. Because I'm telling you, when you get that quality sleep and you wake up, I mean, it's just priceless. It feels amazing. Triple 90s. <laughs> Triple 90s. <laughs> I'm a terrible sleeper, always working on it. I love <laughs> I love using white noise. And <laughs> Renee and I discovered recently that our needs for volume of the white noise are very, very different. Apparently I like to blast my white noise and she needs it super subtle and quiet. (laughs) Um, I'll never forget that night. I think you had like turned it on and you went to the bathroom and you were coming back to bed and I'm like, oh my gosh, good thing. She's going to turn it down before she gets in bed. (laughs) She comes back and she gets in bed and I'm like, she's serious right now. It was like a rock concert. (laughs) It was so loud. Okay. In the previous night when you were playing the white noise, because for some reason we took turns, I was like, surely she's going to turn it up. Sure. Maybe there's like something else going on her phone. When it's done, it's going to be louder. I was like, what? I can barely, like what? I barely hear it. <laughs> I was like more stressed trying to hear the white noise than, than just sleeping. Yeah. Anyways, Sorry. find the perfect volume for your white noise, but this seems to help a lot of issues. I mean, I need the room super, super cold. So I do a preset. I got to do a preset like way before bedtime to make sure I'm cold when I go to sleep. But white noise helps a lot in this apartment where I'm visiting Jeremy right now. There is a train that is literally right next to the building. You can practically feel the train when it goes by. And when I first got here, I was like, forgot about it. I'm not going to be able to stay here. (laughs) But just moving the white noise and sure, whatever. Maybe it's a rock concert. Maybe it's super loud, but the white noise close to my ears is the only thing that's helping me sleep right now. So whatever you got to do volume. up. (laughs) Hey, if it works, go for it. Yeah. Um, final category, social time, socialness. So we can take some supplements. We'll go through the supplements, but, um, just some basic hygiene. If you are going out, if your sleep schedule is going to be a little bit off on the weekends or maybe it's during the week. Basic hygiene is one, say no to sugary drinks. Not really easy to recover from that. I'm not going to give you biohacks. I think just don't drink sugary drinks. That's biohack. I think the sugar hangover might be worse than the alcohol hangover. Yeah. 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 Well, I think depending on your sensitivity. Well, then I'm very sensitive. (laughs) Well, you don't eat sugar. I think for someone that has sugar in their diet, they are not going to be as sensitive to it. You know, it's all in what you're used to, but um, also you definitely want to stop drinking at least two to three hours before your bedtime to allow your body to metabolize the alcohol. Also, if you're someone that experiences a racing heart rate or just an elevated heart rate, I find that is a big reason why you can't wind down and go to sleep. It's not just about the metabolism of the alcohol. You just want to allow more recovery time before you actually do lay down. Something that I love to do, this is my hack. I use the amp coil and I do the relax journey before, not before bed. I actually take it to bed with me. I've tried a lot of different things to bring down my heart rate. I have the two, two to three hours before I still tend to have an elevated heart rate because I'm pretty sensitive to alcohol and the amp coil seems to be the only thing that brings my heart rate back down and takes me into that parasympathetic state so that I can sleep through the night. If on occasion I do, you know, have a drink or two or more than I planned on having. Yeah. I'm, I'm similar with the heart rate thing. I think that's definitely what keeps me up at night. I can just like feel my heart pounding if I drank too late. So for me, I like doing the brain FM app. I just plug those uh, earbuds in and listen to that and do some breath work and just focus on 
calming my body down. Or sometimes I even will do the brain tap audio without the lights. I don't like the lights on my eyes right before bed. I'm like a little sensitive Mm. to that, but I'll put the audio in and, and usually I'll do one more like Dr. Porter speaking and it just gets my mind off of, (laughs) hello, this is Dr. Patrick Porter. Love him. Love him. Yeah. It's a good distracting voice. It gets me to just like doze off within 20 minutes. So yeah, the Delta beats. Wow. I'm like in another dimension. Brain tap is really awesome. I feel like I should work for them. (laughs) I'm that obsessed. Quitting the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So another hack here, wear your blue light blockers out. We're trying to start a movement. Just be cooler than everybody else and wear your blue light blockers out to the bar. Why not? I find it's the best way to educate people about the dangers of blue light. And, um, there were some pretty fashionable ones. Yeah. Obviously this was easy for us to do at the upgrade conference because everyone was doing it, but we challenge you to be the first among your friends because obviously light at nighttime is going to keep you up and light in a bar is probably dirty light pollution. It's probably bright. And that could just be compounding on top of the alcohol, which is a neurotoxin. So, yeah, that was fun at the, that was fun at the biohacking conference. Like I would say at least 50% of the bar had red, uh, blue light blocking glasses on. Yeah. That was pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about some supplements that we can do before you go out for the night. Um, electrolytes, number one, alcohol is going to wipe those babies out. So you want to front load with some electrolytes. We love the brand element, L M N T element, um, really, really good source of electrolytes there. NAC, which is N-acetylcysteine great for detoxification. You can take this at the beginning or end of the night. B vitamins also going to be depleted by the alcohol. We recommend front-loading the B vitamins before you go out because some people get a little bit of an energy boost from the B vitamins. So don't recommend doing that right before you go to bed. Alpha-lipoic acid, another great supporter for detoxification. Another one is DMAE. This actually has amazing research on preventing hangovers. So you can take that any time of the night. You can also take it the day after. Milk thistle, you've probably heard of this one for preventing hangovers, and it works by preventing the depletion of glutathione, which is our master antioxidant and detoxifier support, but it also promotes the regeneration of new liver cells. Alcohol destroys your liver, so it makes sense that that would work. So milk thistle is a really, really good handy one. And you can take that before or after a night out. Nice. And then some other things you can take at the end of the night actually would be activated charcoal. Well, you can take this one anytime. It's just going to mop up the toxins that are released by the alcohol. And then I like doing melatonin at the end of the night just to help me sleep better. But I won't take it if I know I have to get up early the next morning because it makes you a little bit groggy. So keep that one in mind. And then magnesium, also a really good way to relax at the end of the night because alcohol does deplete that. And then morning after a couple tips, skip the Advil. If you have a headache and don't feel great, the Advil is just going to put more strain on your liver, which is the last thing you need the morning after. So willow bark is a great alternative. It's a safe alternative to something like Advil. And then for anyone that gets that upset stomach the morning after glutamine is a good option. Glutamine is also called like the natural Pepto-Bismol. That's kind of how it works. Um, but it's awfully, obviously much safer than doing that. All right. We will link to some great resources on all of these hacks for enjoying your social time on the weekend so you can still have fun and feel great the next day. Yeah. So we just want to wrap up with our favorite weird stacks and hacks. Renee, what are yours? I'm just going to share one of my favorite stacks. I would say doing a face mask. I like doing the Alitora face mask or beauty counter charcoal face mask. With my red light therapy, I'll do the red light on my face or elsewhere on my body. And I'll listen to a podcast at the same time because it's pretty hard to read or look at your phone while you're doing the red light. So I just pop on a podcast and it's a fabulous 20 minutes. What about you, Lauren? I love that. I have like a little rolling routine in the morning. I have my Jade face roller, which I keep in my freezer. So it's nice and cold. So I always wake up first thing, wash my face, brush my teeth, but then I go grab my jade roller. And then I have my favorite $20 orange 
plastic roller from Amazon that I roll my feet on. So I roll my face with the jade roller while I roll the bottoms of my feet with my, my orange spiky roller. No wonder your skin looks so good. Rolling. Oh, you know that this is a priority this year. I like went all in on like skin, everything, trying to get it together. So it looks amazing. Thank you. We'll take the compliment. And then I guess I already kind of mentioned this, but when I'm in the infrared sauna, because I hate sweating and I need the distraction, I have to keep myself calm. I, I always try to do meditation or breath work. And I love just the optimization of that because you could spend hours doing all three of them. I find if I just wait till the sauna is super hot, I can get like a really powerful 20, 25 minutes and get them all done. So great. Here we go. Stacks. And I would say just like a little disclaimer, there's some hacks you do not want to stack as a generalization. Anything that's delivering frequencies really should be isolated because we're affecting our energy field. So something like Amcoil, Newbie, which is pretty difficult to do anything else while you're doing Newbie, but I want to try to multitask while you're doing that or brain tap because you want your body to fully receive these frequencies and you want your brain to receive them and allow your body to go into a parasympathetic state. So if you're trying to do amp coil and watch a dramatic TV show or be on your computer, it is not going to be the same experience for your nervous system, for example. So in general, just energy frequencies are to be left alone. But other than that, we want you to be creative and see what you can stack. Because again, this is all about time efficiency, getting the most out of your biohacks so you can go about your day and not spend all day long trying to squeeze all of these things in. All right. So that is getting your best bang for your biohacks. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please send us your photos and videos. If you have questions about any of these devices and how to use them, if you want to go any deeper about time of day, when to do them, um, or any troubleshooting, please shoot us an email at biohackerbabes at Gmail or write to us on Instagram, biohacker underscore babes. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you supporting us and we will see you next time love this episode of the biohacker babes podcast head over to apple Podcasts to subscribe rate and leave a review we truly appreciate your support until then happy biohacking this podcast offers health fitness and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only you should not rely on this information as a substitute for nor does it replace professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment if you have any concerns or questions about your health you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional thank you for joining us and welcome to the show